Hello, and welcome to the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Today, I have a very fun guest with me. I have someone that I've met recently, but he is the powerhouse in Australia. We have Lee Woodward with us today. Lee, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Michael, and uh, great to be on the show. It is fantastic. So straight from down under. And, you know, I have so many friends and family that are now in Australia. So it's, uh, I'm the only Latin in New York that has an Australia connection, it seems. <laughs> there you go. Good connection. <laughs> it's a great connection. So, Lee, you have decades of experience in real estate. Can you just tell the listeners how you got started? At 22 years of age, I started in real estate. Uh, prior to real estate, I'd actually finished a plumbing apprenticeship. And that was such an important thing. I didn't realize that back then. But one thing being in the housing industry, plumbing industry, was it gave me brilliant product knowledge of buildings and construction. But halfway through my plumbing apprenticeship, they took me off the tools because they were, learned I could get a lot of ladies to say yes for quotes, for new bathrooms, new kitchens. So I, I went into the lead conversion department as I was uh, very good with words very early and learned a lot at that time. And then there was a job in real estate, no experience necessary. And I worked for an incredible leader. I only ever worked for one leader, Mike, the whole time of my wow. 10 years as a sales professional, whereas everybody else was moving around. But I'd met the right leader at the right time and I was just very blessed to, he was passionate about training. I think that's how I got my first love of training. Wow, so you started in plumbing to real estate. That's it. From the That's inside it. out, really. Very I much love so. that. <laughs> and now that I work in, uh, I do a lot of work in workflow now, and I say to the engineers all the time, when you come from a plumbing background, the first thing you learn is everything's got to go somewhere. So uh, <laughs> I work in flow. I like that. So you now run the largest real estate training center in Australia, which is just Amazing. Just think about that statement for a second. You've built this incredible thing. How did you shift from sales to training? It was all a beautiful, natural progression. When you're number one in your network as a sales professional, in that first year of real estate, I did hit the top 2% of Australian agents in the country. And then the network recognized that of how someone listing 15 properties a month, where are they coming from? So there was a lot of interest around myself as an agent of how you're doing it, how you're repeating that performance, what are you doing? And then I got a phone call one day, it was on a Sunday, and it was the head of network saying, oh, we've got a big conference up in Queensland, the speaker who's meant to speak's pulled out, you're on. I said, what am I doing? He said, uh, uh, the achievement of real estate, which means you can speak about anything, but just get up there, get on the plane and go. And I filled in for this conference and it was a massive hit. I wasn't meant to be the big keynote speaker, but because it was a from the streets, grit sort of talk of this is what I do and say, there was like this, who's that guy? And that got me recognised by another incredible person in Australia by the name of John McGrath. And at about 27, John said, look, would you come and do some work for us? And I did that. I went to another conference for John and someone, and John was like it. He was like Anthony Robbins over here for the real estate world. But someone had asked John, what are you doing for training? I've just had Lee Wooded in. And the whole world went, who's that? And pretty much that moment, uh, five of the biggest businesses in Australia were in that room. And I got taken up as a trainer. Wow. 
I mean, that, that's insane. Well, first of all, you're skipping over a heck of a lot. You went and you got top 2% in the entire country of Australia right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. How does that yeah. happen? And, you know, best question ever because at that particular time, I was being interviewed on an audio program not dissimilar to this. And they said, Lee, it's quite strange you would be on this program. I said, why is that? Well, everybody else on the program who's done similar numbers is actually, you know, they got a 10-year book of business or a 20-year book of business. You didn't exist the year before. Where have all these people come from? How have you pulled the deals together? How have you been able to get people to say yes when you're a completely unknown real estate professional? You were a plumber last year and <laughs> this year you've hit the top 2%. And it was, it was actually a very interesting moment of my career. So it's sort of like, you, will you actually get angry at me if I actually put the subtitle from Plummet or Superstar? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. And you know, so, I love being a plumber. I really I, enjoy it. I love that. I love yeah. that. It's, well, as you said, it actually taught you the business in a really weird way, right? It taught you a lot of what that, the inner workings of real estate, quite literally. Well, so much so that, even when I went into the lounge rooms presenting as a real estate person, and let's look at business. There's lead generation, lead conversion, and client fulfillment. Yeah. And our lead generation system, Michael, you'll love this story. We had a lead generation system that was incredible for the plumbing company. And every hot water heater had a sticker on it. And talk about, they say marketing, stickability. So right. people's hot water heater or break or whatever it is, and they go to it and think, everyone looks at the hot water heater saying, what's wrong with it? And there's a sticker. And they would ring that number, that would come through to us, there's lead generation. Uh, <laughs> then I'd pop in, okay, this is what we're going to do, and lead conversion. Yeah. But lead conversion, even when I went into real estate sales, I, I used those words, would you like me to put my whole quote in writing for you? And it actually become a famous thing over here now called the quote pad close where many agents will say things they won't deliver. If I put my whole quote in writing, you know exactly what I'm going to do for you. Whereas everybody else is trying to be really complicated with their agreements and contracts. Everyone wants a quote. And then Michael, by signing the bottom of that, that will activate my services and I would be your agent. And people think, oh, stuff it, I'll go ahead. And I had a lot of people say, stuff it, I'll go ahead, using a quote pad close from my plumbing days versus my real estate training. I love that. And, you know, Lee, you know, we're new friends. We just met very recently. But I got to tell you something. Your passion is unrivaled. You care so much about agents. You really do. And it's so rare. And, 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 and trust me, in our business, you know this. It is really rare to find somebody who actually really cares about the agents. Where does that come from? It all started, I would have been about... 24 to 25 yeah and my wonderful principal came in one day and said okay and my principal was an amazing recruiter like if we had 10 desks full he'd be showing 10 people through a week wow and he'd be saying to us all oh this is uh greg he's looking for a career in real estate and you think aren't we full <laughs> and then you think oh it could be my desk <laughs> so he <laughs> would be constantly showing people through the office like you know how we look for listings in real estate he, he just kept looking for people yeah and he would find odd bods i was one of them you know the plumber who became the superstar <laughs> the guy around the bottle shop any odd bod he would find and make him a real estate superstar right. and anyway one morning and he always started people in threes so he'd start three at a time thinking one would work so it was wow. just his okay. little system it was good and he said oh lee 
no, he said to the salesman one day, uh, I've got three starting next week. Who'll take them through the listing presentation? And one guy said, how much do I get paid for that? And he goes, I wouldn't pick you anyway. You shouldn't have asked that question. And then I said, oh, I'll do it, Rod. I'll do it. He goes, Lee, that'll be great. It means you've got to be in at seven o'clock, do all the scripts and dialogues, answer all their objections and get them started and get them through the listing system. I said, yep, I'm all good. I can do that. The magic happened at that very moment, Michael, that I learned, you learn when you teach. Okay, and these yes. guys thought I was coming in to help them. It was the opposite. They would come in, throw all these objections at me. So I'd do the training in the morning, do my lead generation before two o'clock. Then the afternoon, I'd had four or five appraisals to do, but you go out there like a ninja yeah. and you wouldn't <laughs> want to be up against me on that day. We'd been working on it all morning. Oh, I was listing properties and people would say, oh, mate, we want to go with you. And I go, you sure you don't want to think it over? Come on, you must have something. <laughs> and it was hysterical. But that made my career, that helping others helped me more than ever. And you know what, it's, it's so amazing because it is just about helping others, right? And when you start looking at everyone who is successful in this industry, truly successful, they come from a place of humble service. You have to be, you have to have that great humility, right? And, and what, what you were just saying, like I learned more from doing it so that I could learn from the objections. I mean, that, that, that's just really a beautiful thing to, to even just talk about. And so I think that from there to growing where you are now as the top trainer in the country, I want to ask you this question. You probably get asked all every single day and you probably teach it in your courses. What are the top three things you would tell an agent walking into our business today? What are the top three things they should be doing? The first one is know who you are and send the right signals. Mm. I think a lot of agents today have this version of themselves. Mm. And you mentioned the word before, humble. Being approachable and helpful is something people pick up on. Yeah. And it, it can be as simple as, I know when I'm at Real Estate Academy with our wonderful 20 staff there helping this industry, I'll see one of the tradespeople come on to the site to do some work for us. And I'll say to the girls all the time, did you offer them a coffee? Mm. They go, oh, sorry, I forgot. So important to offer the plumbers, the electricians a coffee because they do a better job, they're part of our family, they're important. And it starts there for me that if you're gonna look after the purchasing community and our potential sellers, and understanding that difference between a customer and a client. So a customer goes into a shop and buys milk, they're a transaction. A client needs advice. And to give advice, you must be approachable. Whereas too many agents, and I don't know what it's like there in New York, uh, Mike, but when people are posting, is it ego or info? Mm. You know, you'll have an agent, I'll give you two signals and you tell me which one you would be more attracted to. One agent will say, last year I did 5 billion in sales. And another agent would say, last year I helped 150 people reach their property goals. That's it. The feeling of that difference is incredible. So getting your agent proposition right of, oh, who's that person? Or oh, they specialize in, or, yeah. or they, they do a lot of work around here and they're part of a lot of the charities. You know, that, that signal, I think, must be sorted out. Otherwise, the marketing won't work. So my first one is sort out who you are. And if you've just left a room, what do you want people to remember about you? And that's mm. the signals that you send. So that would be point two. Uh, point one. Point two, 
focus and superglue yourself to the purchasing community. And the purchasing community has a buyer seller. So someone comes to look at a house that you have, but they have something to release, which is the trading. And I built my career on trading's. So I'd be working with you, Michael, and saying, Michael, the property in now, uh, you've just come to see the one I've got, which is tremendous. How did you feel about it? How did this property feel is a good word. Right. And tell me, Michael, the property you're in now, are you going to hang on to that one? Or, and or and pause, everyone finishes the conversation for you. Oh, no, we're going to need to sell it. Okay, well, I can't do it today, but some stage in the future, I'd love to pop over and just do an assessment on that one of what you could do to get the best return on it. Don't use the word appraisal. But the buyer seller is the best lead in any database, if you want to use the database word. And then there's those three questions. So if I said to you, Michael, just suppose we've got an incredible price for where you are, where would you be off to? Right. And then you may say you're going to New Jersey, wherever you're going to go. And I go, why would you go there? Well, no one goes and, to New Jersey. Well, there you go. <laughs> and I go, why would you no go offense. there? <laughs> and then the last one is when do you need to be there? But where, why, when are still the most three powerful questions I've ever learned. I love that. I love that. And those are, those are, those are just fantastic. And you know, I like the, the first one is so powerful. Know who you are, right? And you were just really talking about that whole idea of a customer and a client. And I always say to a lot of the, the people that I speak to in the industry, you're not a real estate agent. You're not a real estate broker. You're a real estate advisor. Yeah. And you're advising somebody in their purchase. And for some people, it's the largest purchase they'll ever make in their life. And so you have to earn that seat at that table along with their attorney and their financial advisor. You're their advisor. And you have to earn that seat and you have to come in with value, especially with what, with what the questions you were asking, right? The who, the what, and the where, like, where are you going? Why do you yeah, want to and do why, this? Why, why are you going there? Because that's the key there? one when people go, oh, we got a job relocation. It was interesting what you just referenced then. People would say to me when I was selling real estate, oh, Lisa, what do you actually do? I'd say, mm. I actually help people move. Oh, you remove us. Say no, but everyone's moving somewhere. It could be up, down, over, out, interstate, overseas. And moving is a big thing. Like real yeah. estate shelter, we get that. The selling process is where the profit's generated and we want people to profit from our knowledge. But technically, all we do is help people move. If your one was sold, where would you be going to? That's that transition of a person. That's right. And that's, and that's exactly right, you know, and it's, it's that idea of it. And I think that there's a shift when someone thinks of themselves as an advisor, because you shift in your own thinking, your, your table, your, the, your seat at the table is now earned at that point. And I think that that's a huge sort of distinction. So now you just gave me the top three of what you would tell someone coming into the industry. I right? gave you top two. I've got to give you number oh, excuse three. Excuse me. Go there's on a, there's then. There's a third. Go My on third then. would be this. Become an absolute brilliant multimedia real estate agent. Multimedia meaning straight down the barrel of a camera, I can say, hi, Mike, it was great to see your property. I really look forward to the opportunity to represent you and shoot that video text. 
be very good at social media-based marketing where the signals have got to be right, um, having the owners launch the property or the sold story about you. But as a multi, well, here we are today recording on Zoom. Uh, Zoom is a powerful tool and I think agents have traditional-based marketing whether you know, they're a post on a bus stop or something like that. But multimedia, if you were coming into the business today, you, anyone can be famous in six months now for good or bad reasons. Yep. But you can do very well, learn the skill and get over the, oh, but I'm not like that. I don't like being in front of a camera. That's like saying I'm a doctor but I don't like blood. You know, you've got to <laughs> get into multimedia. Exactly. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So tell me about the um, the idea now. So those are your top three. What is the best thing that you've ever learned in your career thus far? As a real estate sales professional, my biggest learn was most of my referrals came from people that did not buy from me. I love I'll that. I'll just repeat that. Yeah, yeah, most of my referrals came from people that didn't transact with me. The ones that transacted with me were like, yeah, you got paid, so what? But there'd be a lot of people I'd show real estate to or give advice to. There's a lady I purchased a property at auction for her who I didn't even represent, but she was by herself and terrified. And it was those moments where people would say, you know, they'd buy a house off another company and they'd be having their house warming and someone would say, oh, we're about to put our house in the market. And they go, ring this guy. We wish we bought off him. He didn't have the property we wanted. But if I was ever going to sell again, I'd go back to this person for these reasons. So I think the first one there is everyone's taking your measure. You may think mm. nothing happened in that moment or that transaction, but everything happened in that moment, a transaction where, you know, business is about building advocates, people who will return back to you and understand that you did care about their move. You put a lot of time and effort in. Yes, you didn't get rewarded or paid this time round, but all those referrals in that first year, because no one could work out where I got the business from, and never could I, I wasn't that intelligent. But all these phone calls were coming in saying, oh, this every Friday for me. Hi, Lee, you don't know me at all, but my name's Michael, and a friend of mine just bought a home off one of your competitors. But she said, if I was able to sell, I was to call you. Everybody else wasn't as good. And I'm just introducing myself. Now, that lead is what you call pre-sold. It's the best lead in the world. You yep. can't get a better lead than a pre-sold lead. So, you're, so just to put it in other terms, the greatest lesson you ever learned in your career was really just being that humble servant again, just doing what you were doing. And you're, you actually created these fans from people you didn't even know. Correct. That's amazing and, to me. And simple, I think a lot of sales-based, commission-based people, because I, I never got paid commission, I got a performance fee. There's a difference. I love and, that. And I think a lot of people think if there's no money in this deal, it, like their whole face changes, they turn cold, they don't return people back. Uh, and same point, but... People dig into arrogance, they give into courtesy. Yes. I think that's a big thing that if you are approachable and your intention is clear to just, regardless of the money, and I remember in my first um, couple of months, I was, this is the funniest story, I was only 22 and I didn't know how the pay structures worked. Yeah. I was just happy to have a job and I was 
being on a plumber, salary was okay. It was nothing over the top. I was actually living at home. I didn't have any bills. And they came up and gave me this check. And it was like $40,000 or something. And I said, what's that? They said, oh, <laughs> you've sold 10 houses or something. And I went, have you taken the tax out? And they went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went, oh. I went home. My mum thought I was selling drugs. I was like, what is this? You know? But I'd never... I, I, I didn't know then to calculate the money. I just needed to get 10 people moved. That makes right. sense. And when you focus on the people, everything changes versus you focus on the money, you focus on the transaction, and you end up locked. Yep. You, you know, you snook it in that corner of bad thinking versus this lady's trying to move to Queensland. She's got a job offer over there, but the house has to be sold. And I think that brought in some great things with pricing for me where I would say, because as you know, Michael, internationally in the world, there's only price in real estate. That's right. Like there's a piece of real estate, but get it at the right price and the magic happens. So people would say, oh, Lee, what do you think it's worth? And I'd say, well, depends on your timeline. Price equals time. Mm -hmm. When would you like to be out of here and I'll price it accordingly? They go, oh, what do you mean? So if you want to be cheeky on price, it could take a while. But if you yep. need to be somewhere by a certain time, I will price it accordingly. I need to be here by September. Okay, well, then this is what it's going to be. But just learning that rhythm and mechanism was really important. And you know what? It, it's so true. It's all just a math equation, right? Because we don't do price. We're our, we really just put buyer and seller together. The only, the only thing that dictates price is the market. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. And one of those signals, like I love the listing presentation. It's one of my favorite things to teach. Yeah. But one of those, actually today, I'm in the hotel, obviously here in Australia, and I've got, some, I've got both property management and sales learning words for listing presentations today. But for both those um, groups that I have today, the first thing we'll teach them is it's our job to protect the asset. So we're going to speak to the owners and say we're going to start higher than we expect the, the higher than we expect the market to bear. And then within two weeks, we're going to adjust it because yep. that way I know I haven't undersold it. And that is my first job to make sure we haven't undersold it. So when you go back to the owner after the first two weeks and they go, how are we going? We definitely haven't undersold it. <laughs> I can assure you, no one's near it. Uh, but I'm pleased we've done that exercise because that's, you know, part of our job is to protect the asset. Sure. I love that. So, yeah. Lee, I had the pleasure of uh, meeting your lovely wife briefly as well on our last Zoom call. And you and Robin have a wonderful relationship with work and obviously personal. How do you balance that? Because she's part of your structure, right? She, uh, oh, she, she runs it. <laughs> she does. Robin's our events manager. Yeah. But, you know, the Academy is a big place today, but back then... It was only Robin and I, and uh, I wrote some CRM software, and Rob was the support center for that as well. And I remember her being on the phone all the time, going, what are you doing on the phone? She goes, supporting the country of everyone you've sold it to. And now there's this whole support center that does that. But the fact we get to travel together, uh, Robin knows my professional standards of what I require in effort. You know, my expectation yeah. of the teams that we work with and the crews we work with is very important. But I'm very lucky, Michael. She's my number one fan. She even laughs at the jokes. So, <laughs> and after 20 years of the same jokes, you think you can't be laughing at that, but she does. <laughs> so it's good to have your own audience member go around. It's good. <laughs> but but you've got to be careful on a weekend. Oh, we'll be at home. she go, you're not on stage now. And I go, I'll sweep the driveway, I think. <laughs> 
And, you know, and I was getting to that. That's really the idea of that balance because, you know, you probably do have a lot of listeners that are either, they either work with their spouse or they're trying to create that work-life balance because you guys are together a long period of time. And so there has to be some sort of a balance there in your life, right? It does. And it's really important you're in separate roles. So I have no need to go into Rob's space and say what's going on there. And Rob would rank speaking next to death. So uh, I'm very fortunate that we're in the same company, but the roles are so different. And they feed each other, obviously. Very much so. That's fantastic. So So, Lee, if you weren't doing real estate, what would you be doing aside from plumbing? (laughs) You know, it's such a good question, isn't it? Because Everything I've ever done, I've enjoyed. So it wouldn't matter what I pick. I would find out, I would research, I would study. I'd find out the right people in that field of how I could add to whatever it is. So you take any business, you take EXP. You guys are coming to Australia, or you're in Australia now, and congratulations on your arrival. Thank you. I can look at a company like EXP and think, well, every person in every business is either adding or subtracting. And wherever I've worked, I've been the critical moment of change. So even when I first came into real estate, my principal was interviewed saying, you know, how, how is it having a Lee Woodward in the company? And he said, Lee makes everyone work harder. And what I did was change the pace in there where they were listing one or two a month and that was like superstar hero stuff. Well, what, what does 15 look like a month? Yeah. And everyone was like, oh. And, and the, the ones who came in after, well, actually, the, when I arrived in that particular company, the sales professionals were well-balanced. They had a chip on both shoulders and they weren't very good at what they did anyway. So they ended up selling toasters. But the next guys that came in had a different feel to them because a good agent can be the change management of what you're after, but you can't hire people too far ahead of your own culture. There'll be a gap. But hiring people just ahead of your own culture brings everybody else up. Like, I look at the wonderful women who work for us and guys, we've got a few guys as well, but all my my girls who are in the agent support centre, Robin's in leadership support, but for the agent support centre, they are all very good at multimedia skills and can do screen videos and none of them have been taught in multimedia, but because they work for a multimedia leader, Yes. They are ninjas at video training and so forth. But when I, when I first said to them, I need you on camera, I need, oh, whoa, 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 I'm not going on camera. And I was like, why? Well, just, I don't do that. Well, you do here because we're a multimedia company. So I, I think no matter what I picked, I would just research it properly, find out who's the best in that field and see how I could support and, and assist. Because I think a lot of people try and, you know, well, over here right now in Australia, there's some massive competitors come into our space. And the Realtor Group is a brand new group over here. So Real Estate Academy has yeah. been part of the acquisition of Realtor. So is Auction Now. And we've got a talent team. Like there's six or seven me's in this group now. It's a super charged team. And when these big mergers happen and, you know, the first thing they want to do is take us out, I'm so excited because <laughs> this is going to be so much fun because... If you could do that, if you could take that business away from us, you must be better than us. Yeah. But don't underestimate how early we'll get up and how hard we'll do to get it. So it's going to go even better now where we've got to be far better at what we do. But how exciting is that versus, oh, oh they're coming in. Let them in. Let's do it. 
And this uh, is why we get along so well. <laughs> this is it. This is fun. Actually, a yeah. friend of mine, um, a big guy, and he won't mind me saying this because this is his name. He, he's owned a lot of pubs. Yeah. And he, he used to be a footballer, and his actual nickname is Shrek. Okay. And Shrek's down in the cellar one night counting all the cash from the uh, end of the night of the pubs, and they radioed down and said, uh, we're being robbed. There's two people coming down, and he said, that's fine, let them in, but shut the door. <laughs> and they would have walked in and saw Shrek and went, let me out. <laughs> so a good example of uh, not being overconfident, but yeah. this is okay. Yeah. This is okay. This is all part of the process. I love that. You know, it was uh, when I came in and I said to, uh, to EXP, okay, we're going to take this growth and sort of like just go – like gangbusters and when i announced five countries uh in in one calendar year they're like what and so it's sort of like that's right buckle up and so just wait until what we, we announce next year it's like well, it's congratulations like, it's on that michael that's that blows my brain uh, oh, when you yes, and i were speaking the other week and just looking at what you've done it's like wow that that's an expansion of your own thinking of i feel like i'm working part-time when i speak to you <laughs> You know, it was funny. I said to our CFO, you know, I'm probably doing like 12, 14 hour days, but I love it. And he says, wait, you're doing 12, 14 hour days. You're working part time now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Now we do half days. You want the first 12 or the second 12? <laughs> exactly. And so, so Lee, we started by saying, you know, that I was so impressed at how much you actually care about and, and, and truly love agents and this industry. But, you know, you're, you're, you and Robin are also incredibly philanthropic. Can you share with the audience a little bit about those philanthropic efforts also? Yeah, I think it all goes back to my biggest buzz now is when someone rings me and says, oh, I used the, the new listing system last night and I've listed four this month. And I think, yeah. well, that's, um, in, 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 as a creative, that's cutting through or our new lead generation price update that we created where they get notified and you see people profit from that knowledge and they accept it's a different skill to what they have. Mm. So the, the agents in the field are critical for me because, you know, if you look at the ant theory, all the ants are all over the ground and they come together, it's quite powerful versus you have a powerful company, but then there's the people on the ground. Someone's got to care about, uh, it's like people like yourself, Mike, you've got to look so far into the future mm. of the next how many countries you're opening, whereas in my world, I've got to care about the one we have now. Yeah. And probably one of the most important parts of connection in business and marketing is love the one you're with. Mm. So I do actually care about the agent's well-being, uh, especially in this pandemic time. There's, you know, it's been a challenge for a lot of people. It's been an opportunity for many others sure. and what they've learned. So... I judge I'm doing well by what I'm providing. Uh, I don't know, Christian, one of our directors, I brought out something a couple of years ago that was this massive game changer in digital marketing. And, and he says to me, you were due for something. I was like, oh, there you go. Like, meaning uh, when you are a creative uh, yeah. director and trainer, like, well, create something. You know, you're due for something. Uh, <laughs> isn't that, that that title that you got that you're meant to create something? Right. So, I enjoy that part of my job is I'm in the next department. What are we doing next that will next serve the people that we serve? I love that. 
That's amazing. And I have one final question for you. And I ask this question of a lot of my guests. And at first, they cringe a bit. Uh, but it's, uh, the question is, what would you like your legacy to be? That's an easy one for me. Uh, on, when I wrote the Complete Salesperson course, I wrote that for the young agents around me at that time. That course has been going 20 years now. Wow. And I'm in week two of the filming of the Complete Salesperson course digital. Wow. And the Complete Salesperson course digital is it for me. It is the, uh, all the principals and business owners and leaders that I look after, they were forever asking this question, when's the next Complete Salesperson course on? Now it's going to run every day. So the fact that anyone in this industry, anyone entering this industry, and I believe that course will find them. That's yeah. what I believe. You know, and that is, I saw a, a snippet of that that you shared with me. And I think that that is something that changes our industry because it teaches how to do this effectively, correctly, ethically, and really in a way that just makes someone really care. Coming back to full circle of that humble service is what you are teaching with such integrity. And Lee, I thank you for the industry of what you are doing. And it's, uh, it, it, it's just extraordinary to me to see what you've grown and the contributions that you've done for our industry in Australia and, uh, and really in, 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 in a lot of other parts, which we're going to uh, make sure that your message gets across uh, to other countries because it is an incredibly important message. Thank you, Michael, and thank you for your interest in what we are doing over here. Like Australia's tiny compared to, well, it's actually not tiny as space, but with people. We're like a witness protection program over here. <laughs> and, you know, for you to take an interest in what we're doing in our little Australian real estate training world is an absolute honour, and I really want to thank you for being on the program. Oh, gosh. Now, thank you very much. And it really is uh, such a pleasure. And thank you for all of you for listening. This has been the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Thanks so much. <laughs>